A word of warning. This podcast may contain themes that some listeners might find distressing. Not always, but sometimes. However, this podcast will definitely contain strong language. Therefore, if neither of these things sound appealing, it's probably not the podcast for you then, is it? Welcome to the Narcissist Ramblings podcast. I'm the Narcissist Psychologist and this show is your place to learn, laugh and think critically about random shit you see on the internet and social media. Here I explore various socially relevant subjects through interviews, research, personal reflections and clinical insights. As a clinical and forensic psychologist I often explore topics relating to psychology, no shit Sherlock, mental health and behaviour that one could argue falls outside of social norms. Join me to gain new perspectives on things that happen in the world and hopefully share a few laughs. While I hope you find it interesting, I can't guarantee you won't hate every single second of it. Hi there, how are you? Um, Hopefully you're having a good day. Did you like the introduction? What were your thoughts? Did it sound too cheesy or was it rather professional? Um, It's something that my partner suggested that I do and I tried it and I think it sounds pretty good. So I'm just going to slot that onto the front of every podcast that I do from now on. (laughs) Um, But anyway, today, can we please, please, please talk about Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk wanting to fight each other? I have been fascinated by all of this since the initial reports of this fight being declared. However, when it kicked off, I didn't say much about it as I wanted to see how it all played out. But it doesn't seem to be fizzling out at all. So here we are today, you and me, to think about how, to think about all of this, how this very, very public display of bravado relates to a concept known as precarious manhood. Just in case you were unaware... Two of the most prominent tech bros, Zuckerberg and Musk, have been embroiled in a highly, highly publicised feud. There's obviously been some long-standing animosity between the two, given the fact that they both own two of the biggest social media companies in the world, I think. But still, things seem to have turned up a notch around the time that Zuckerberg was set to launch Threads. (laughs) which I'm not going to lie, I'm on threads and it bears a striking resemblance to Twitter, which, by the way, is now currently known as X. But I will continue to refer to it as Twitter because I can't bring myself to call it X. I think it's just a really fucking silly name. But anyway. Reports suggest that Musk was uh, quite displeased about this development, and on June 20th, 2023, so of this year, he took to Twitter to challenge Zuckerberg to a cage fight. (laughs) I mean, the tweet literally reads, I'm up for a cage match if he is, which, I'm not going to lie, doesn't feel like a very thought-through tweet. The challenge was met with a response from Zuckerberg, who took to Instagram to inquire about the location, with Musk then suggesting the UFC octagon in Las Vegas. Now, you would be forgiven for thinking that the situation would have just stopped there. 
However, it seems to have only escalated as time has gone by. While nothing has been set in stone, like no date or actual event has been set, allegedly UFC president Dana White wants the fight to happen and is trying to make the fight a reality. He's been quoted as saying, This would be the biggest fight ever in the history of the world, bigger than anything that's ever been done. It would break all pay-per-view records. Firstly, that feels like a slight exaggeration, and um, I guess we can see what his motivations might be to want to make the fight a reality. More recently, Elon Musk has noted that the fight would be live-streamed on Twitter and that any money made would go to a charity for veterans. It seems like he might need to speak to Dana White to let him know what's going to happen with all that pay-per-view money. <laughs> but in discussing how likely the fight would be to happen, Dana White was of the opinion that Zuckerberg is taking this very seriously. And he's not wrong. It's been recently reported that Mark Zuckerberg has been training in jiu-jitsu for over a year. So I think that this was all before the cage, might, the cage match got declared anyway. Um, and has been recently awarded his blue belt. No idea if that's good or not, but it sounds pretty impressive. Um, and has also been winning competitions while he's been at it. Also, by the way, when I say from here on out... Um, anything that's been reported it's from the sun newspaper which yes i know i can feel the eye rolls but actually <laughs> there's like this live blog thing which updates on all the stuff that's going on with this fight and it's actually a treasure trove of information um and i've linked to this and any other resources um in the show notes so if you want to go and have a read then by all means please do um okay so, in training for the fight, uh, Zuckerberg has reportedly been consuming 4,000 calories a day and has also reportedly, and if this is not a sign of, you know, escalation, then I don't know what is, he's had his own cage-fighting octagon installed in his garden, which his wife is apparently less than pleased about. Also, it's been reported that Zuckerberg has been training with actual UFC stars Israel Adesanya and Alex, and Alex Volkankovsky. Sorry if I've got those names wrong. Um, also, I have no idea who these people are, but if you're into UFC, you might be impressed. Um, Volkankovsky has noted that he believes Zuckerberg is serious about fighting Musk and is quoted as saying, Man, I'm telling you that he, Zuckerberg, is serious. I don't know how serious Elon is, but I'm telling you that he, Zuckerberg, is training. So it seems that at least one of these billionaires is preparing for a fight. Musk, on the other hand, seems somewhat less prepared. In all fairness, Musk has reportedly often spoken about being in real hardcore street fights while growing up in South Africa, with his father, Errol Musk, noting that Elon had once aced a purple belt in Japanese karate. Musk seems to also have once told Joe Rogan, I'm going to guess on his podcast, that he is trained in Taekwondo, Judo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu seems to apparently be the thing to do when you're a billionaire. Who knew? Alongside this, it has also been noted that Musk will have a significant height and weight advantage over Zuckerberg. So, looking into this, and depending on which website you look at, Musk is 52 years old, between 5 foot 11 and 6 foot 1, and weighs between 180 and 187 pounds. While by contrast, Zuckerberg, aged 39, is between 5 foot 7 and 5 foot 8, and weighs between 154 and 165 pounds. However, despite this, and speaking once more about his son, Errol Musk has noted that Elon Musk doesn't know how to go in for the kill, so to speak. So, resounding support from Papa Musk there. 
In terms of actual training for the fight, Musk has allegedly been offered assistance by, and again, maybe this means something to you, but it means nothing to me, UFC star George Masvidal, apparently reaching out to Musk and stating that Musk needs Masvidal on his team. I have no idea if Musk has accepted this, however, he has apparently been, and here I quote, lifting weights throughout the day, adding, I don't have time to work out, allegedly in a gym I'm guessing, so I just bring them the weights to work. So it looks like Musk is getting in some training, but seemingly not as much as Zuckerberg is though. Because of this, most people are putting their money on Zuckerberg. A boxing promoter, Eddie Hearn, has been quoted as saying, I don't know anything about Elon Musk's training regime, but if I was Elon Musk, I'd be staying well away from it, I'm presuming the fight. He followed this up by saying, if you go into a cage with somebody that knows how to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like, it's over. But apparently, you know, Musk also knows jiu-jitsu, remember? So uh, who knows, maybe Mr. Hearn didn't, doesn't listen to um, Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, but Mr. Hearn is not the only one doubting Musk's chance in the cage. His father, again, I, I know I'm making a bit of a joke of this, and I'm not saying that Musk's dad isn't supportive, but maybe, you know, his dad just has some concerns, which it sounds like he does. Um because his father was also noted to have said that he's quite worried about the prospect of the fight, calling it high school behaviour, but also noting that Musk loses if he wins and loses if he loses. So according to his father, if Elon Musk wins, he's a bully, and if he loses, well then he's basically a loser for, I'm guessing, losing to somebody who's smaller and weighs less than him. His father has gone on to say, I think Elon has got himself into quite a difficult situation as a result of high school behaviour. They both have. I would argue that Musk the Elder is quite astute in this observation. So, how have Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk gotten themselves into this situation? Well, there are several reasons why this fight might be bulldozing its way to becoming an eventuality. Firstly, there is money to be made. Even though Musk has said that the profits from this fight will go to charity, I am not so sure that someone somewhere won't be profiting off this fight in a non-charitable way. Secondly, there is the old adage that all press is good press, or something like that. So there is no doubt that both Zuckerberg and Musk stand to gain with all the media attention this fight is generating, especially Zuckerberg in relation to threads. The other one is possibly ego, but it might relate to something a bit deeper than all that. It might relate to a concept called precarious manhood. Now, before anyone worries that I am trying to get into the minds of Zuckerberg and Musk, I'm not. I have literally no idea what they are actually thinking or what their motivations might be. What I am about to offer is nothing more than a social theory that could be used to inform what's going on here. It is not a definitive answer, but more of a possible hypothesis. Precarious manhood is a theory that suggests that the societal perception of manhood is often seen as something that is not inherent or automatic, but rather needs to be continually earned and proved through actions and behaviours. This theory suggests that manhood is fragile, which is why it's also referred to as fragile masculinity, and easily lost, making it a precarious state. The idea of precarious manhood suggests that men are under constant pressure to demonstrate their masculinity and prove themselves as real men. This can manifest in various ways. 
In a paper titled Precarious Manhood and Its Links to Action and Aggression, the authors explored the idea that because manhood is often seen as something that needs to be proven and maintained, men may feel compelled to engage in behaviours that demonstrate their toughness, dominance and control. This can lead to actions that are more aggressive or risk-prone compared to individuals who do not feel the same pressures to prove their masculinity. They reviewed a series of experiments and studies to examine the ways in which men's behaviour are influenced by the perception of their own manhood being precarious. They found that when men's sense of masculinity was threatened or questioned, they were more likely to respond with behaviours that are traditionally associated with masculinity, as noted before, such as aggression and risk-taking. As an example of what I've just talked about, I'm going to read an excerpt from the paper, which, by the way, was written in 2011. So just hold that in mind when sort of the nature of the experiment is talked through. Okay, so part of the paper reads, If manhood threats activate physically aggressive cognitions among men, do they also evoke physically aggressive behaviours? To answer this question, we threaten some men's gender status by making them perform a stereotypically feminine hair braiding task. Other men performed a gender neutral rope braiding task. Next, all men got to choose between hitting a punching bag or solving a puzzle. If men use aggressive displays to restore manhood, then men in the hair braiding condition should select the punching more frequently than men in the rope braiding condition. Indeed, this is what happened. In a follow-up study, men first did the hair or rope braiding task and then all of them donned boxing gloves and hit a pad that measured the impact of their strikes. Consistent with the idea that manhood threats evoke physically aggressive displays, men who had styled hair punched the pad harder than those who had braided rope. Finally, men in a third study did the hairstyling task and then either did or did not punch a pad. Next, they all completed a measure of anxiety. Men who punched the pad after the hairstyling task exhibited less anxiety than men who did not punch, suggesting that aggressive displays can effectively downregulate men's anxiety in the wake of manhood threats. Thus, these three findings provide converging evidence that men use displays of physical aggression to restore threatened manhood. I mean... I'm not sure I need to expand on this further to highlight the parallels between what Zuckerberg and Musk are doing and the above discussion um, of precarious manhood, but it seems possible that through various threats to their essence of being men, um, which I'm not going to lie, may have started with Musk feeling massively threatened by Zuckerberg releasing threads, which I guess can be hypothesized as a threat to his status, then possibly tweeting a flippant challenge to Zuckerberg who, in kind, when seeing a public physical challenge, and most likely being in, I'm going to say, pretty good condition and, you know, sort of at physical peak prowess, uh, took up that threat to his own masculinity and responded by taking up the challenge. Now, when I first started writing this podcast episode, it was looking like this was all snowballing towards both men beating the shit out of each other, which would have been ludicrous. Initially, due to the possible influence of precarious manhood on this whole situation, I thought that neither of these men would want to bow out, that taking a mature position on how things are escalating would not happen. However, the social media news site Puberty, I'm hopefully saying that correctly, released a threads post by Mark Zuckerberg who stated he is moving on from the fight. In the post, Zuckerberg writes, 
I think we can all agree Elon isn't serious and it's time to move on. I offered a real date, which was apparently August 26th. Dana White offered to make this a legit competition for charity. Elon won't confirm a date, then he, sees, then he says he needs surgery and now asks to do a practice round in my backyard instead. Probably because you've got a built-in uh, octagon ring there, Mark. If Elon ever gets serious about a real date and an official event, he knows how to reach me. Otherwise, time to move on. I'm going to focus on competing with people who take sport seriously. So, while it seems that Zuckerberg is allegedly moving on from the fight, he has still not necessarily been mature or nice about it. In the message, it seems he has still, he has still done a few things to maintain the image of his manhood and seemingly tries to undermine Musk's. There is the idea that Musk seems to have been offering excuse after excuse not to get involved in the fight, while Zuckerberg has openly been preparing for it, which seems to give the impression that Musk is worried and possibly scared to undertake the fight. And then there's the jibe about competing against people who take sports seriously, which again, is a slight undercutting of Musk's image of a man, that he does not take sports seriously because that is what men do. Which, to me, is a weird angle to take because I don't know about you, but I was not aware that Zuckerberg was in any way a fan of sport or sporty before this whole drama unfolded. So, while this seems to have ended for now, the way in which Mark Zuckerberg has ended it leaves his image of a man capable and willing to engage in an aggressive form of sport intact while seemingly trying to undermine Musk's image of being a real man. So even in this way, there are elements of precarious manhood playing out. It would perhaps have been different if Zuckerberg had put out a post that went something along the lines of, I realise that things are getting out of hand, I reacted to Musk's initial tweet from an emotional place, but thinking about it now, training to beat the shit out of each other is not the mature image I want to convey to the world. So, because of this, I am withdrawing from the fight. Overall, it will be interesting to see how Musk responds to this. Who knows, if Musk feels further emasculated, this fight might still be back on. But... For both their sakes, I hope this is where it ends. Anyway, that's it from me. Um, I'm going to leave you with this to percolate on it and to think about it. Um, all the resources, as I said earlier, used in this podcast are linked in the show notes at the end of the transcript. Um, so if you want to go and have a read, please do. Also, if you have any thoughts that you want to share, please do get in touch and let me know what they are. Um, also, if you have time, please, um, if you could be so kind as to rate the show or leave a comment, kind of helps other people know whether this show is a bag of shit or actually whether it's all right. Um, but also, please share it with anyone else who you think may or may... <laughs> I was about to say who may or may not enjoy it, but don't share it with somebody who you think won't enjoy it. That's not what I'm aiming for. Please do share it with somebody who you think would enjoy it. Um, but yeah. Thanks again for listening to my bullshit. Uh, hopefully you've taken something away from the show and um, I hope you have a great day or not. No pressure. <laughs>